Hello and welcome to Minnesota Swine and You podcast series, which is a University of Minnesota Extension swine program. Today's podcast is a research update on estimating the impact of swine feedlots on residential values in southern Minnesota. My name is Sarah Sheik Belke, your host, and I'm a swine extension educator with the University of Minnesota. Joining me today is a graduate student, Zach Uter, and he's in the Department of Applied Economics. So to get us started today, Zach, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, including the faculty member that you're working with on your graduate program? Yeah, hi, Sarah. Yeah, my name is Zach Uter. I am a second year master's student at the University of Minnesota in the Department of Applied Economics. Um, I'm actually in my, I guess you could call it my first full year of master's since I was accepted through the four plus one program. So um, that's pretty cool, I guess, a program that was just offered when I was graduating as a senior. So um, the faculty member that I'm working with is Dr. Jolene Hadrich. She is now the Associate Dean of uh, Research at the College for Food, Ag, and Natural Resource Sciences um, at the university. And I'm not really a swine guy. I grew up on a small dairy farm just west of the cities in Waverly, Minnesota, where we milk about 300 um, Holsteins. So grew up in agriculture, but yeah, I'm, I'm more on the dairy side of things, but I got to pick up this project through my uh, advisor, Jolene, and it was... Well, that's great. We're certainly happy that you did pick up this project because, yeah, it's not necessarily in my in my expertise area. I'm animal science and swine nutrition is my background. So, yes, we're glad that with your um, educational background that you're able to pick up this project. Um, before we get too far, I always think it's good to kind of give a shout out to whoever helped fund the project or partners that we worked with. So are you able to share with us who who funded this project? Yeah, so this work was just funded through a UMN extension cooperative agreement with the Minnesota Pork Board. So in cooperation with uh, Minnesota Pork, we were able to um, kind of revive this study that was done many years ago in 1996 and bring it to today's date, today's data. Yeah, 1996 was several years ago, and a lot of things have changed out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of things have changed in the countryside. Yeah, values of things have changed. Mm -hmm. Farming practices have advanced. Yeah, so this is great that you're able to do this. So can you give us a brief introduction to your project? You know, you said that previously it had been done in 1996, so refreshing the data. But yeah, explaining why it was a valuable project to do. Yeah, so just to give a brief introduction of the project, we're looking at the economics of how swine facilities and their proximity to houses in rural southern Minnesota um, impact those real estate values. And so this project was done in 1996 in two um, counties in southern Minnesota. I believe it was Redwood and Renville, and they used a little under 300 of these um, home sales. And so this study uses um, a five-year period instead of a two-year period like the last study um, with over 1,700 home sales. And so we're looking at 
um, three counties in southern Minnesota and how swine facilities had impacted home prices. Um, so the reason that the study was a valuable project for right now is swine farmers have been in contention in the recent past all over the country with nuisance lawsuits, um, just preventing them from you know, construction or expansion or renovation of their operations. And so what we try to do is provide some answers to those questions that are posed by the community. Um, researchers have conducted studies on feedlots and home prices all over the country for the past, I don't know, 25 years um, since the last study was done. But Minnesota hasn't been really focused on. It's mostly um, southern states and so, or at least southern from here, Iowa, you know, big pork producing um, states. And so doing it in that community that's being affected is really important because we saw a difference in the research that, or when we were doing research on other studies that had been done, um, most studies showed that there was a negative impact and Minnesota was the only one with a positive impact with swine actually increasing uh, home prices. So that was interesting to see. And so we saw it again with this study. And so it really makes a difference which region you're basing your entire study on. That's very interesting. And I'm sure you'll talk about it more when we get into the results. But yeah, like you said, um, yeah, studies done in different states on on this um, topic. Yeah, regions and places are different. So it's important to get um, updated data to analyze to get more of an accurate answer. So thank you. So now can you briefly explain how did you complete this project? I mean, for me, somebody as an animal science background, um, yeah, I'm not sure that I would know where to start. So can you kind of walk us through that process of, of what you did? Yeah. It was quite the project, I won't lie. Uh, it was kind of given to, I, I shouldn't say that, it wasn't given to me. I, I'm very interested in the economics of producers and you know trying to help um, those communities. And so I was interested in what this project would look like, but I had a lot to learn to do it. And so, well, my, my advisor and myself were collecting data from local counties for home sales. And then we got feedlot information from the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, which is the oversight agency for all um, livestock operations. And then uh, we also got information from a tool, an interactive tool online called um, Beacon, which some counties use to store their home sale information. And so putting that all together, I learned a very interesting tool. It's called ArcGIS. And so it's a mapping um, application that allows you to, you know, look at proximity or look at how spatially um, data interacts with each other. So it was a very large learning curve. A lot of YouTube was used to learn how to use that tool and put this together. And then once we got to the actual economic um, analysis of it, that that was fairly simple. I knew how to do that. I wish I could have done a little bit more, but I needed to learn more about how to use ArcGIS and a GIS mapping tool. But um, yeah, I guess the the biggest thing, the the data collection side of it was probably the most challenging because we wanted to have 11 counties within this study. 
um, just to try to get as much of the southern Minnesota um, hog production as we could. But we ended up cutting out a lot of that just due to inconsistency in the data collection and how it was entered or if it was even accessible online, that was an issue. Um, some counties we were going to have to drive down and look through the old uh, cards that they had in the office. And that was going to be a lot of work. So we took what was available and what was, you know, correct information that was transcribed. And we got down to three counties um, that had the information that we needed. So Blue Earth County, Jackson County, and Freeborn County. Not the largest producing counties in the state, but they're they're pretty pretty big players, I would say. And so they had the information that we needed, like number of rooms, number of bathrooms, like the, all that housing information that we needed to um, correctly project what a house would sell for in uh, southern Minnesota. Yeah, it was it was quite the project. I got to learn a lot. I had to be patient. A lot of information or a lot of emailing back and forth with um, different air county appraisers, I guess. And yeah, it was it was fun, though. It was good. Very good. So, yeah, my mind's kind of swimming in how you went about doing that just because it's, yeah, not my area of expertise. So thank you for explaining that. So then what were the results of your project? So when it all came uh, said and done, we had some interesting results compared to like what we said earlier, the regions around the country, the different regions that have been studied. Um, we once again saw that Minnesota has a different infrastructure, a unique infrastructure that says um, houses that are within a mile of a swine feedlot actually see an increase in price. And so we did have different data sets of how we looked at granularity of that. So we had where we split it out between a quarter mile, a half mile, and a mile. And then we had just, if you were within a mile, and we saw that in the data set that had it split out, we saw from a quarter mile to a half mile, your house didn't see any change. But if you were on the out outskirts of that, if you were that half mile to a mile, you actually saw an increase, which was kind of strange. And I'm not exactly sure of how to explain why that would be the case. But yeah, Minnesota is different. Um, you just see that housing prices increase when they're near uh, swine feedlots. Um, another thing that we saw is that we included school districts. And so um, we saw how a school district might increase or decrease the um, price of, a, of real estate in Southern Minnesota and how that might play a part in why swine feedlots see an increase when they're within a mile because those swine feedlots are providing property taxes to the the district mm -hmm. and so you might have districts that you know have lots of swine producers within it and that the school district is able to take advantage of those better um those increased taxes so that's that might be the reason that we see an increase in real estate prices very interesting. So you maybe kind of alluded to some of this stuff, but based on your results, what conclusions could be made? Well, I guess one conclusion of the research is that we know that we maybe need to find a more consistent way to enter data because this would have been useful if we could have included 
a wider variety of the counties that we wanted to include but weren't able to just based on the data struggles that we had. But other or other conclusions that can be made is um, this could be used for, you know, the very like um, township meetings or community meetings where you're trying to get a variance or something on how to expand your operation or start a new one or just renovate. And you can kind of combat or not combat, um, you can kind of address those concerns that the community has about how your real estate in town would be affected if you had a swine feed lot within your area. Um, Looking at your results that you shared, what are some important takeaways from your project? Again, just emphasizing that data consistency and just that recording process, if that could be you know, somehow standardize across counties or we try to we try to work with the state to grab some of that those home sales because they I believe they're reported to the state. The counties have to report that to the state. But even that the, the state only requires a few things. So ha the counties having that information would have been very helpful um, in expanding this, but it depends on what the counties want to collect. So the study could have had close to 11,000 observations, but we had to shrink it down to 1,700. We would add a lot more information about each individual county and how the swine producers and, you know, how that affects the home sales. But we did the best that we could. So, yeah, that would be a big thing, data consistency. And just, again, emphasizing that Minnesota is a different is a different state that we see that, you know, hog production is a very important part of the agriculture in Minnesota, and that might lend itself to why homes don't decrease in value, but it also could be that school district info that we included. So we had one, one analysis that didn't include it and one that didn't, and in both we saw that home values increase in that half to one mile radius. So yeah, I'd say that just the unique characteristics about Minnesota were very interesting to see and to see that they not only happen now, but it was the same back in 1996. Yeah, that is interesting. So to wrap up our discussion here today, um, are there any other closing remarks that you would like to make at this time? I don't know, maybe um, if you were going to do this all over again, if there's anything you'd do differently or anything else that you would like to share that you haven't been able to yet. If I were to do it again, um, I definitely spend more time working with the GIS mapping software. I'm actually taking a class right now, um, trying to expand my knowledge on how to use the tool. There's so many functions within it. So I, I could have been able to do a little bit more with this study if I would have known how to use the tool a little bit better, but YouTube sufficed for that. Um, I was able to do what I wanted thanking Minnesota Pork for supporting this project and um, thanking my advisor, Jolene, for um, kind of helping me through this project. And it's this kind of the first project that I've been able to fit, like start and finish almost on my own um, <laughs> with a little bit of guidance along the way. And um, it was a real learning experience and something that I will probably take with me as I go through the rest of my master's program. And yeah, I'd just like to thank you for letting me speak about it, even though I might have rambled at times. And 
this is something that I, I see myself doing in the future and helping, you know, the agriculture community in Minnesota. And so it was a fun project. So. Right. And I'm sure that the pork industry is very happy that you did this project as well as like you mentioned, um, they can utilize your results as they're, you know, maybe there's a permit for either um, building a new facility or maybe updating a facility or adding on to it. And it always seems like when you come to those public comments, that these are the type of questions that some of the neighbors to those barns have as they're wondering what's going to happen with my property value and, and stuff like that. So I think you were able to um, give us, meaning the pork industry, some good tools to use for talking points. So I want to thank you, Zach, for sharing your research on estimating the impact of swine feedlots on residential values in Southern Minnesota. Thank you. And I would like to thank everyone listening to the University of Minnesota Swine and You podcast. This has been Sarah Sheik-Belke, Swine Extension Educator, along with Zach Uter, Applied Economics graduate student. To further connect with University of Minnesota Extension Swine Program, please visit the swine-specific webpages on University of Minnesota Extension's website at www.extension.umn.edu backslash swine. And on those pages, you will find connections to our blog and Facebook page. To learn about research being done by our swine faculty in veterinary medicine, please visit their Swine in Minnesota blog at www.umnswinenews.com.